0: hallelujah hallelujah the spirit of the Lord is here right now Jesus
1: hallelujah
0: hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus God have your way in this place right now Jesus, I believe you came here to meet some needs in this place. Uh, Hallelujah. There's going to be destinies changed uh, here today. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we're going to walk out of these doors today changed in Jesus' name. God, you're fighting this battle for us. Uh, Hallelujah. We have a God who's pushing back the darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. yes God he's doing something right now can we wait on him let's just push a little bit further wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Uh, right now if you need the Holy Ghost, uh, would you just raise your hands in the air uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus, would you begin to reach out uh, and touch the person next to you right now. Uh, God's going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah you need something from Him, just reach out. Begin to seek Him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we bind together right now? Can we begin to pray in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. lo Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Just reach out right now.
1: This is a house of worship. This is a place of grace.
0: Jesus hallelujah God is doing something in this place today amen surely the presence of God is here amen and he's just started something I believe that God wants to complete some things in this place today Amen. God is a finisher Amen. What he started in your life, he wants to finish in your life. Amen. If you came to this church today, amen, just to sit here for another Sunday service, I'm here to tell you that you came to the wrong church. Amen. This is a Book of Acts church, and the Holy Ghost is here right now. We give room to the Holy Ghost. We let the Spirit of God move in our services. Amen. Shame on us if we're so afraid to get off. Schedule and be in a hurry, and we don't allow time for God to move in our midst, amen. 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. God is so good. <laughs> One last time, Can we just raise our hands in this place. Hallelujah. We just say a prayer that God would do exactly what he wants to do in this place right now. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I magnify you. God, do what you want to do in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11 if we could. I promise I won't preach long. But I believe that God has a word for us in this place today. In Jesus' name. I like what I feel. I believe God is, is pleased with our response to His Spirit today. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. We've all heard the phrase that we're going to fake it until we make it. We've heard that before. I looked up up the meaning of that according to Brother Google, and it said that, This phrase is an English aphorism which suggests that by imitating confidence, competence, and and an optimistic mind, a person can realize those qualities in their real life and achieve the results they seek. Fake it until you make it. Today I want to take a little different approach, but maybe somewhat along these lines today. And I'd like to give you a different definition, a definition that says that if we would possess and not imitate a confidence in God, a competence in his word, and a mindset of hope, that we will possess the promises and the will of God. So today I want to preach to you along with this title, Faith It until you make it. Faith it until you make it. Amen. You can be seated. I pray that you would just receive what God has for you in this place. I'm going to preach faith in this place. Faith is an interesting thing. It is something that is so simple that we often tend to complicate. But I just looked up some different definitions. I looked looked it up in in Bible dictionaries. I asked Oxford. I asked Webster. But I'm going to read a few definitions of faith. It is the conviction of the truth of something. It is belief or a strong persuasion of a particular truth. Oxford said that it's trust in somebody's ability or knowledge. You trust that somebody or something will do what he has promised to do. Webster said, It's an allegiance to duty or a person, belief in trust and loyalty to God. It's complete trust. It's a firm belief in something in which the truth is unseen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, of course, is the faith chapter. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence or proof of things that we cannot see in the natural It is the title, the contract, or the proof that proves God to be true. Faith makes the unseen, seen. Amen, it makes the invisible, visible. It makes the future destination clearly seen by the journey that is currently being taken. Faith shows the reaping of the harvest by what is being sown right now. I believe that today every single person in this room has a measure of faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. You got out of bed this morning and you made your way to this church house because you believe in a God who can change your life. Amen. You got up and you drove yourself to church because you believe that there's a God that exists and you believe that he should be worshipped. You believe that he should be prayed to and you believe that attending church is something that is pleasing to him. You've all been given a measure of faith. Romans 12 and 3 says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith the apostle paul in this verse he was warning them not to think too highly of themselves not to think that they they were earned their salvation is what he was getting at he said even your faith was given to you by god Your belief in him wasn't even something that you did on your own. But your faith was a gift from God Almighty. I'm here to tell you that any good thing that we have in our lives today is from above. Amen. And he's given us this gift of faith. I'm thankful that God put something in me. Amen. that would give me the opportunity and the access to believe in him. That's called faith. Amen. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Amen. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. We understand that, we, that the grace of God is God's love towards us. Amen. That we were not worthy of. While we were yet a sinner, he died for us. We didn't deserve this great love. That is God's grace. And that we are saved by grace through faith. And through faith, we were able to believe in God's grace. Through faith we had access that didn't come from ourselves, but this is a gift from God that he's allowed us even to believe in his existence. Amen. Second Corinthians 4.4 4 kind of solidifies this. It says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, amen, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen. The enemy has blinded the minds of the world so that they cannot see or understand this gospel message. The last thing on earth that the devil wants you to hear is the gospel message. He does not want you to understand the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to know that you can be in him and he in you, amen. He doesn't want you to understand the concept of of baptism In the name of Jesus Christ. When we're baptized, we are baptized into Christ amen and through the infilling of the Holy Ghost we then have Christ in us amen we are in Christ and Christ is in us through the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ the devil and the world hates this message and he's blinded the minds of them so they could not see this gospel but when the light shines amen when the light shined in my life we were then able to believe and have faith in Jesus. Paul had a similar experience on the road to Damascus. Amen. He had an experience where he seen the light Literally, Amen. You can read the story in the book of Acts, but it caused him to believe that this Jesus was Lord. He said, Lord, Lord, who are you? And he says, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Amen. I'm so glad that the light shined in my life. Amen. That I'm able to believe that the scales fell from my eyes and I can see clearly this gospel message today. And if you've never heard this message, I'm here to tell you that you are divinely Appointed by God Almighty to hear this message today. Amen. You are not here by accident, but God has placed you in this pew, and what you feel is the Holy Ghost. Amen. What you feel in this place is the Spirit of God, and it's that light shining in your life today. Amen. Faith is more than just believing that God exists. Faith is more than just believing that there is a gospel message that saves, but faith is convicting belief. Faith is a belief that would cause you to take action. It's a belief that would cause you to obey the word of God. If I said today that I believed that there was a large semi-truck coming at me and was going to hit me, Amen. If I believe there was a truck coming at me and was going to hit me and I did not move out of the way, my belief would have done me no good. But if I got up and I jumped out of the way, amen, my belief caused me to take action. Amen. And my belief caused me to be saved. Amen. Just like on the day of Pentecost, Peter preached a message of conviction. Amen. And it said that they were pricked in their heart. They realized that this Jesus was both Lord and Christ. Amen. And they were pricked in their heart and they said, men and brethren... Amen. They said, what shall we do? Amen. They had already believed the message. They believed that they had crucified the Messiah and that he was Lord. And they said, men and brethren, what should we do? How should we take action? They believed that this Jesus was both Lord and Christ. And they asked, how should they move forward? Amen. Real faith will cause us to move, amen, faith will cause us to build an ark, amen, it caused Abraham to leave his own country, amen, you read through the through Hebrews 11, and it says, by faith, they moved, they built, they acted, they believed, amen, by faith, uh, James chapter 2 and verse 14, it says, what did the prophet, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and he hath not works, can faith save him? says if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food and one of you say unto them depart in peace be warmed and filled notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body what doth it profit What would be any good if you seen somebody in need, but you did nothing to help them? That You just told them to go their way, be warm, be fed, but you didn't give them anything for them to eat, and you didn't give them raiment to wear. What good would that be? He says, even so faith, if it have not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Amen. I'm, I encourage every person in this room today, every man, woman, and child, that you would act upon your faith today, that there would be a step towards Him. He said that He is a rewarder of them. Amen. A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. It is impossible to please God without faith. Amen. And I believe that there is faith in this place right now. I believe there's some people here that really believe that God can take care of their situation. Amen. And, And if you will act upon that faith today, God will do what he needs to do in your life. I'm going to give you an example. Amen. In Matthew chapter 15. This is one of my favorite New Testament stories. I use this scripture often. Matthew 15 and 21, it says, Then Jesus went thence, and he departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's Bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the Master's table. And then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. What a story. Amen. It's interesting how faith. Sort of changed God's timing. He went there, and he wanted no man to know it. The time of the Gentiles had not come yet. That was the, that was going to be in the future. But this lady's faith caused a detour in God's timing. We read the previous verses of this same chapter and it was Jesus rebuking the religious leaders. He was rebuking tradition and he was rebuking their legalism but it's interesting what happens when we flee tradition and we flee religion and faith is present. Amen. It's amazing what happens when somebody believes that God can do it. Understand that this lady, she was a Canaanite. She was a Gentile. Amen. She was an ancestor of ancient Israel's enemies. There was a rivalry between her people and God's people, the Israelites. And we understand that this gospel message was to be to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. And you may think today if you're in this place that this message isn't for you. You may think today that you weren't raised in the right home, that you were maybe raised on the wrong side of the tracks, that you don't have the right last name, you didn't grow up in the right environment. You may think that your upbringing in childhood is against you, amen. You may be letting your past dictate your future, amen. I'm here to tell you that you are in the right place, amen. You are sitting in the right place. You today. If you think this, you're here because God wants to do something mighty in your life today. Amen. Understand that this lady had no right really to approach Jesus, but she knew what her answer was. This was the first and it was the only miracle that Jesus performed in Gentile territory. He crossed the tracks for this lady. He crossed some barriers and some lines to reach this lady. And hes if he did it then, I'm here to tell you today that he's willing to cross some lines, amen. He's, he's able to do some things that you don't think that he's able to do. He's able to mend, amen. He's able to put back together. He's able to fill your heart with peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I'm talking about today. Amen, he wants to do it in this place today. Jesus went out of his way. He went from Capernaum to the coast of the Mediterranean Sea to meet this Gentile woman. And this, this journey was not on his way, but he completely went out of his way to meet this lady. He did no miracles coming, and he did no miracles going. He went there for one purpose. And then sometimes God gets in sniper mode, and he has a laser focus on your life, and he will meet you, where you are at and I'm telling you when God meets you and he shows up something happens amen I remember praying as a young child that God would touch my family and I have a testimony that I've told many times but I believe that I, when I realized that I needed God that was when he showed up and you here today we can all go back years ago and we can go back and we remember that moment when we realized that we needed him. Amen. When we come to that realization, be it known unto you, uh, church, uh, that he shows up when we realize that we have uh, that need in our lives. He, be, he gets into sniper mode. He'll go out of his way, cross lines and barriers to meet you there. Amen. It don't matter where you are at today in your life. God is meeting you here today. He's not afraid Of enemy territory amen he's not afraid of the chains in your life he's not afraid of the strongholds he's not afraid of any prison or bar he's not afraid of any drunk or any high he's not afraid of any trend of thinking he's not afraid of any barrier our god is on the offense amen the bible says He says, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. He said, and the gates of hell, amen, shall not prevail against it. Our God is perfect pushing forward. Amen. There's no gate in hell that can hold back our God. He's fighting against the darkness. He's moving forward. Amen. Paul said it this way, if God before us, then who can be against us? Amen. Isaiah said it this way, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. I'm here to tell you that God wins. The church is victorious. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. We have a God who's fighting for us. Amen. He's pushing back the darkness. Amen. He wants to live inside of you. Amen. Because if we have a God who is for us, it doesn't matter who or what is against us. Amen. We read this story, and Jesus' response to her was like no other response that he had ever given. He just simply didn't say anything. We can say that the word spake no word. He said nothing. And then he replied to his disciples and the woman that he was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. He was sent not for the likes of her, not to the Gentiles. Ouch. It seems, seems like that might have hurt a little bit. And I love, I love her response. <laughs> Amen. Jesus just said, listen, I, I might, the time of the Gentiles has not come yet. I'm not here yet to, to do this in your life. I didn't come for the likes of you. And right after that, it said that she came and she worshipped him. After being denied, she then bowed down and worshipped him. After the Messiah said no, she worshipped him. When it seems like the answer is no, church, just worship him. When you don't understand the situation, just worship him. Sometimes, amen, we just got to To worship him. we got to stop trying to figure it all out and to try to understand God's ways and why he's not doing this and how come he didn't do that. Just worship him. She just kneeled down and just worshipped him. Amen. Sometimes, and I say this, I've said this before, but sometimes we've got to shout before, amen, before the walls fall down like at Jericho. Oftentimes when God is silent, we like to be silent. When God isn't responding how we think he should, sometimes we give up. But David said, he says, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving, amen, and his courts with praise, amen. And when we understand the layout of, Of the Old Testament tabernacle, that after entering the the, the courtyard, there was an altar. And after that, there was the laver of water. And then they would enter into the holy place. And David said, before forgiveness, before the sacrifice, and then before the washing of the water by the word of God, before the sweet incense in the holy place, before the lampstand, before the table of Shorah, before any of that, David said, I will be thankful and I will give praise. Amen. Before anything else happens, I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Amen. David had it figured out on how to approach God. And sometimes we want to jump right into the holy place. We wanna jump right into the throne room. We wanna jump right into forgiveness. But if we would just learn to give thanks and praise God before any of that happens, I believe we would see the things of God happen in our life. I wonder what it would be like today in this place if we acted as if we had already received the miracle that God promised us. Amen. I wonder what would happen if we acted like we were someday going to walk on the streets of gold. I wonder what we would do if we acted like we really believed the promises of God. Amen. There's been things spoken into your lives and God has a plan for you. What would happen if we begin to act like it has already happened? Amen. And we begin to be thankful and praise before we even got into the courtyard. Amen. Faith. It's faith. He said, it is not me to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. She said, that's true. But even the dogs get the crumbs. Amen. I love her approach. She recognized the truth behind her situation. She knew her daughter had a demon. She knew she was a Gentile, a Canaanite. She knew she was undeserving and unworthy. Amen. A lot of times we are in denial of the actual need in our lives. And we're blinded by pride. We think we don't need anything. But this lady this day understood her situation. And she understood her need. And most importantly, she knew the answer to her problem. She knew her answer was Jesus. She knew without a shadow of doubt that this Jesus of Nazareth had the power to heal her daughter. She knew that with just his words, her daughter could be healed instantly, and her problem could be taken care of. And he said, great is thy faith. Great faith is oftentimes found in unlikely places measured by its disadvantages. If today you feel like your situation is unlikely to be taken care of and all the odds are against you, you are in the perfect scenario for God to do something miraculous in your life. If you say, not me, not today, God has his target on you. One moment with God can change your life forever. One moment, one moment in the presence of the Holy Ghost can change your destiny forever. This lady worshiped, amen, before she had an answer. She worshiped before God did the miracle. She didn't give up. Faith can be described as the physical eyesight. Our physical eyesight produces a conviction of evidence of visible things, and faith is the organ which enables people to see the invisible order. Amen. I believe that God wants to do some things in this place. <clears throat> I'm going to read a few scriptures. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, He said, and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. It says, in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. That they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. I believe that scripture. I believe that water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, washes our sins away. Amen. There is something supernatural that happens when someone acts upon their faith and is baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They take On the name of Christ and there is power and there is dominion in that name and we just sang about our past being erased amen our past is erased through the waters of baptism amen it's the blood of God applied to our lives and he he, he, the old man is buried so the new man can live amen acts 22 and 16 says and now Why tarriest thou? He says, Arise and be baptized. Why? And wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. If you have sin in your life today that you would like washed away, God can do it in the waters of baptism. Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent. He says, And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Why? For the remission of sins, amen. He says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We read in Acts 10 and 48, it says, and he commanded them to be baptized. Peter was pretty bold. This was Cornelius' house, and they had received the Holy Ghost already, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, amen. I believe today that there's some people here that need to consider being baptized in Jesus' name so God can wash away all your sins. I believe that when the Holy Ghost falls, amen, we're talking about, when I say Holy Ghost, that is just the King James Version for Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, Holy, though don't get weirded out about what ghost I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the Spirit of God. Amen. We believe in the power of the Spirit of God. Amen. This is a Spirit-filled church. Amen. We're led and we're guided by the Spirit of God. Amen. And we believe that without His Spirit, that we are not a child of God. That's what the Word says. So we need the Holy Ghost. We need the Spirit of God in our lives. If you don't have the Holy Ghost in this place today, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to leave without it. That God wants to fill you with the baptism of the Spirit of God today. I believe that when you receive the Holy Ghost, that there is a language that you will speak him. We call it, the Bible. Calls it speaking in tongues. That is the initial evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is what the Bible says. This is what happened to me when I received the Holy Ghost, and it's what happened to you when you received the Holy Ghost. It's what happened on the day of Pentecost. It says that they all spoke. With tongues, as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. We read in Acts 8, it happened to the Samaritans. It says when they laid their hands on them, it says that they received the Holy Ghost. How do they know they received the Holy Ghost? Because they seen something, and it was them speaking in tongues. It happened to the disciples of John in Acts 19 in Ephesus. Paul asked them, he came upon these men who, who followed John the Baptist. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost? since you believed. Amen. They, they've heard about this Messiah. They believed in him. But Paul's like, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they're like, we have not so much heard as whether there be any Holy Ghost. And Paul be, Paul began to tell them about it. And it said that Paul laid his hands on them and the Holy Ghost came upon them and it says that they spake with other tongues. Amen. We can read through the book of Acts. It happened in the house of Cornelius. While Peter was preaching. Amen. The Holy Ghost fell upon them. Amen. How did they know that the Holy Ghost fell upon them? It says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. If you don't have the Holy Ghost today, it's the will of God for you to receive the Holy Ghost today. Amen. And we're not seeking Speaking in tongues, but we're seeking the Spirit of God. And when the Spirit of God dwells in you, amen, the Bible says that with stammering lips and another tongue, amen, he will dwell in you. Acts 2 and verse 14. This is right after they all began to speak with tongues and there was craziness going on. This is the first New Testament church service. It says, but Peter standing up with the eleven says, lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words, for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. He said, but this, amen. They had just got done seeing all these crazy people <laughs> speaking tongues. All these crazy holy rollers jumping up and down. Amen, all these crazy people of God, they call themselves Christians. Amen, jumping around, running the aisles. (laughs) And they're like, what meaneth this? So here today, if you're here for the first or second time, and you're sitting back in your pew and you're like, what meaneth this? I'm here to tell you that you are in a New Testament apostolic spirit filled uh, holy ghost filled uh, baptized in Jesus name church just like the day of pentecost amen what meaneth this what is this all about amen amen peter said these are not drunken as ye suppose amen i haven't seen anybody get drunk on the holy ghost in a while I think today might be a good day for that. Amen. Sister Jody, where are you at? <laughs> Jody likes to get a little wild in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. But she used to get a little wild for the world too, I imagine. Amen. But then Peter stood up. He's like, listen, these are not drunken as you suppose. It's still early in the day. So today, if you're questioning out what's going on, just realize that you are in the right church. This is exactly what happened in the first New Testament church service. Amen. And Peter said, he said, this, which you see, which you hear, he said, this is that. And he went back into the Old Testament and he pulled out the the book of Joel. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And Joel prophesied, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He said, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. This Pentecostal experience was not just for one time. It was not just for one time in, pl- in the place of history, in church history. Peter said that this promise is for you and to your children, amen, and to all that are, are far off, amen. So here, I'm here to tell you today that you need the Holy Ghost, amen. If you came here today and you're seeking God and you've never received the Holy Ghost, it is completely the will of God, that you receive that today, that you would not leave here not being a tongue talker. That's the will of God. Amen. Every single time somebody received the Holy Ghost, they spoke with tongues. And I'm here to tell you, when I, when I first got into this, I thought it was the craziest thing. I had never, never even heard of speaking in tongues. I'm like, what meaneth this? But I'm telling you what, there's Catholics today that are speaking in tongues. There's Luther. God's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And it, it's just, it's how God decided to do it. And it's for you today. Don't leave here without the power of God in your life. I'm here to tell you that the, the Holy Ghost is life changing. Amen, it'll change the way you see things. It'll change your perspective. If you came here today struggling with life and there's things that you just cannot conquer, you need the Holy Ghost. Amen, you need your sins washed away. Amen, and this is the gospel message. Amen, so let's stand in this place. I believe that God wants to do something Miraculous here today, but God responds to faith, okay? God responds to convicting belief. So I just preached, okay? And what I did was completely scriptural. I gave you the word of God, amen? I I gave you the instruction of the word of God, and all, all you have to do today is act upon the word of God, okay? That's all you have to do. You just have to, and, and sometimes it's uncomfortable doing something you've never done before, amen? And you may be here today, and we welcome all of our guests and visitors, and you may be here for the fir- very first time, and you're, you're kind of uncomfortable. That's okay. I was uncomfortable the first time, too. And then Bishop Chuppy and his wife, the first time they were in an apostolic church, they left. They just hightailed it. Okay? But God began to work on them. Now, he's, now he, he pastored a church for many years. Okay? So I understand. But sometimes when God wants us to act in faith, okay, it's uncomfortable. And that's okay. Taking that step of faith sometimes is uncomfortable. And it, Today God's going to fill some people with the Holy Ghost. okay That's the will of God. and if you have any other need in your life, if you have a situation that you're dealing with you, if you need healing in your body, God's a healer. okay? You believe that? God's a healer? I just want to read a couple scriptures to you. It says it is said, "If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do." that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, that healeth thee. God's a healer. In verse, Psalms 103, verse 3, says, Forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Isaiah 53, 5 says that by his stripes, we are healed. Matthew 8 and 16 says, When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Today, today, nothing, everybody say nothing, is impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing. So whatever your need is, whatever your situation is, God can meet that need today. But he needs you to step out in faith. So the musicians have come. I'm gonna ask you that if you're here today and you need something from God, that you would just make your way to the front. And I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you want the Holy Ghost, if you would just step out in faith today, if you want to leave here changed. Amen. If you would just step out in faith today, God is getting ready to do something miraculous in this place. Amen. He did it before amen he walked this earth and he healed people and he cast out demons amen and he did it then and he wants to do it today in your life amen would you just reach out this morning and begin to touch him would you just reach out in faith and say god i i may i don't know you that well maybe but god i want what this preacher is talking about If you don't have the Holy Ghost today, we'll pray with you, amen, and you will receive the Holy Ghost, amen. If you need a healing in your body, just believe that he is the great physician, amen. God wants to heal your mind, your spirit, and your physical body today. In the name of Jesus, I wonder if we could just raise our hands in this place.